Living Holistically Well with Dr. Annette West. Again, we will have a myriad of topics, interviews, and engaging words of thought to share with you this season. The purpose of this show is to help us build up our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And I just want to give a shout out to Creative Common for allowing the show the use of their jazz instrumental, Smooth Jazz. Now, let's get started with Dr. Annette West. Topic for today. All right, everybody. We are here in another week of the Living Holistically Well podcast with yours truly, Dr. Annette West. We have another great interview for you on this week. I am inviting to the show Anne Jolina with us. I hope I got her name spelled right that last name. You know, I'll be tripping sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Anne. Hey, happy to be here. Great. Listen, we have a lot. She has a lot to share with you. We're not going to cover it all today. I can tell you that. But um, I can guarantee if you get her book, you're going to get some great depth of insight. And um, tell us, I want to give you an opportunity to just share a little bit about who you are, your overall flow with us. Awesome. Well, my name is Anne. Uh, Jelena is actually my middle name. So if you look for me in print, my last name is Lenars, equally as difficult to pronounce. <laughs> um, I'm a single mom, so I have one daughter who is biologically mine, and then I am guardian for another little girl. So we've got two in the house right now. And my whole calling and my focus is developed into helping people mature through the body of Christ. I still love evangelism. I'm never going to turn away bringing somebody to Christ if God gives me the opportunity. But my real focus is in discipleship. So a lot of what I do is geared towards helping people get from, okay, I accepted Christ. Now what? Where do I go from here? Because there's so much more to the journey where we're yoked alongside Christ and we're taking step by step every day. And there's so many people who don't understand the value in just walking with them every day. So I focus a lot into helping people mature through that, like really digging into understanding the word and how it applies to our lives so we can act on it. Uh, and I believe that it really transcends into every level, which is why I was really super excited to talk to you because God should be part of your physical health. God should be part of your emotional health. God should be part of obviously your spiritual health. You know, he's not just pinpointed into that spiritual corner. He should be part of every day and every second of your life in real present ways. So that's a lot of what I like to focus on. And it, it's amazing the difference because before I accepted Christ, I went through this big weight loss phase in my life, lost over a hundred pounds. And wow. you know, 
yeah, like a few years later, I ended up gaining like maybe third of it, 30 of it back. And so I went back to restart working on hitting my final goal weight. And when I started inviting Christ into my workout and my health routine and the way I eat and the way I move, it was totally a different experience. And so it really grounded home for me that there is definitely a reason God needs to be in every layer of our lives. Amen. And, you know, it is so important for us to take care of ourselves. And mm-hmm. one of the, you, you, your book, tell us the title of your book. The book that I shared with you is Perfect Love, A Hero's Journey. And this book goes through, I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell. He studied like psychology in the field of like Carl Jung. Right. So he focuses on archetypes. And he looked at every story in mythology and history, and he discovered what was called the hero's journey. And what it is, there's three major sections, which breaks down into 17 sub-steps, that he feels like every major heroic tale follows. So what I did with this book is I applied it to the Christian walk. So the first section is all about faith, coming to accept Christ, overcoming your obstacles and hurdles developing trust. And then the second section is all about repentance, personal growth in faith, applying the word to yourself. And then the third section is all about fellowship and leadership. How do we apply what we've done with ourselves to the external world? And so it follows that whole map. You know, if it took you three years to piece your way through the book, then that just means you took it seriously. You know, I I don't want somebody to sit down and try and read a book like that in one night, but It is definitely geared to walk side by side, share my testimony of doing the same things and get people there. So that's really like the, it it covers the whole journey, not just a snippet in pieces. Well, I like that. um, And I I do remember um, this author, Joseph Campbell. I do remember his his works, of course. You know, if you've done pastoral counseling, you know you've heard of all of these. um, (laughs) But but I like the fact that... um, you didn't come out here thinking like uh, with this book, like I'm going to be doing something new. You were like, wait a minute, this is out here. It's been out here. It worked. I believe it works. Now let me show the readers how it can relate to them in 2020. Absolutely. How it can relate to them in this point in their life. And so what you did was you made it relevant. You, you brought it to life in the now. Thank you. I appreciate hearing that. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, I wanted to make the scripture modernly relevant, which is part of why I shared how it applied to my life. Like, I had to repent of things just because I'm leading in faith right now doesn't mean I didn't have to go through repentance and accepting Christ and saying, oh, I made mistakes. That's part of dying to sin. You know, I like to think that dying to sin means being able to say no to it now. (laughs) So um, it's a lot of just getting to the point where I not only just said no to sin, but I saw value in living the life, the godly way, you know? So it's interesting to me because I don't know. I think the only reason that people haven't applied this process to scripture before is because he was studying mythology when he came up with this concept. But I don't think, and there's a lot of people who look at Christ and they just put him so far above us that they make the scripture look unattainable. So I wanted to show that walking the way God asks us to, if you understand it from archetypes, 
from major principles like, oh, God is talking about pride when he says all of these things. God is talking about, you know, personal protection when he talks about these things. You know, breaking it down into major subjects. Um, and I like, uh, I really am a huge fan of using the Ten Commandments and the Sermon on the Mount and piecing them together so people understand that one was about your mind and one was about your heart. And they're both saying the same thing on a different level. So I tried to just make it understandable in major issues and wrap it all around and package it that way so that people understand that it is still modernly relevant. You know, it doesn't matter how old these stories are. It doesn't matter. We can all be built into heroes for Christ uh, of love and peace. We can grow towards that. And it'll be a, a thing over time where the Holy Spirit has to guide us through it. But we can grow and change. We've been given that beautiful gift. We should never think that just because we are sinners, we can't turn away from sin and change and grow and be better, more Christ-like people. You know, we're mm. supposed to be molded in his image. So I don't want people to lose that integrity of the scripture uh, thinking that it's outdated. It's actually very, very modernly relevant, maybe more so than ever. Um, there's, I think the Bible is one of the most psychologically whole and sound books I have ever found in my life. And believe me, I did some heavy digging. <laughs> That's good. Now, in um, I really want to focus in. You you have a lot of content in your book, like I said. But yeah. since um, the emphasis is ho holistic wellness, how to live yes. holistically well. One of your chapters, chapter thirteen, actually um, looks at this aspect of focusing on the mind, the body, and spirit dynamic. So. Um, <clears throat> One of the things in that section, in the early part of it, you mentioned that um, one of the first things that we needed to do was to, to come back to trust, trusting the Lord. Yeah. How does that fit into our holistic wellness? Trust is like the bedrock everything is built from. If you don't have trust in the Lord, you're not going to accept what he tells you to do. But when we have trust at the bottom, it's freedom. Being able to build from trust in the Lord is total pure freedom because I don't have to doubt him. I don't have to question him. I can just know that he's got my best interest at heart. And then when I start following his instructions from that, it's more freedom. It's more liberation. And I think that's what confuses people a lot about scripture. They see instructions and they think restriction, but that's not what it is. God gave us things he created us. He knows us intimately well. He knows how our cells work long before we understood what cells were. He knew, He knows what vitamins and minerals we need. He created us this way. Mm -hmm. He knows we need sunlight and fresh air. He built us this way. So when he gave us instructions, everything he told us to do had a value and a purpose behind it. So mm -hmm. if we can trust his goodness and trust him at the bedrock of who we are, building from it going forward is just complete liberation because he knows how we work optimally, mm -hmm. you know, in our best state to thrive. That's good. That's good. And, 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 and I like that, you know, you, you talk about trust because trust, we all have to trust in something. Yes. <laughs> we have to decide what we're going to do. So I think trust is really, is always a great it's always a great word. It's always good to, to, to share with people how they can trust the Lord more. And in this time of uncertainty in our world, with everything that's going on, 
um, people have to become more diligent in trusting the Lord because I think if not, they would become overwhelmed with everything yes. <laughs> as it went on. But speak to how the reality that, be, that just because you trust the Lord doesn't mean that hard times don't come. Oh, goodness, preach. <laughs> Honestly, to a degree, you know, I don't want to scare anybody about faith, but sometimes being a Christian is harder. Honestly, because you you see this ideal and you see the gospel that you want to live up to. You are raising the bar in your life and wanting to follow a higher standard. Sometimes that's harder. Sometimes there are people in the world who are not going to agree with how you want to approach your health. You're, you know, like, I'm sorry if they try to microchip me, I'm going to say no. I don't want them putting something in my body, right? Because that's God's conviction on my heart. You know, there's going to be times where you're going to be faced with decisions you have to make to follow your conviction over other people. So it can be hard. It, it really can be hard. But at the same time, I know that it's only hard because they don't understand yet. Mm -hmm. And God gives me the peace and the calm when I trust him, you know, coming back to the trusting, um, to be able to just cope with that and mm -hmm. accept that there will be disagreement and there will be clashes. There will be things that are challenging. There will be attacks from the enemy, but he's that rock of solid foundation in me. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with the blaze Pascal quote where he says there's a God sized hole in our heart? Mm, yes. Yeah. Like I, I really, when I first accepted Christ, that was like the click moment. I understood something I didn't before all that searching and seeking I was doing to try to find something that was missing mm -hmm. in my life. I first felt whole when I encountered and accepted Christ. Mm -hmm. And so he filled that God-sized hole. It's part of our psyche. It's part of our heart. It's part of the way we were built that we need the Holy Spirit present in our lives. So once we have that trust and it's there and we understand that we are being filled in a positive way to bring us to wholeness and completion, none of those other challenges really matter. You know, I fell down some stairs about a year ago and like hurt my elbow. I can't fully stretch it out straight. <laughs> mm. It's not quite functional, but in that time, you know, old me before Christ without trust in the Lord would have really collapsed under the pressure of that losing a week of work and being in pain and not having health insurance at the time. Like I was in a rough way, but having the Lord at that time made it so much easier I had church family around me that helped financially support me, that prayed with me, uh, that took care of me, brought me food and resources. I had things I wouldn't have had before because I trusted the Lord to get me through it. And it made the hard time easier. It's not like the hard time didn't happen. I, and I'm also not going to sit here and say that Satan pushed me down the stairs. It's possible I just tripped like a, a fool that day. But, you know. <laughs> it happens. These, these things happen. We live in a world where God identifies that he gave us free will and morality for God is to honor the fact that he gave us free will and not force his hand on us all the time. You know? So I, I find it so much easier to get through the hard times and the conflict and the attacks when God is in my corner, you know, he is my bedrock. So, so in this time, well, in, in any time, but with everything that's going on, what can we do to help us stay focused and positive? Focused and positive. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are going to talk to you. I did some study into neurolinguistic programming. So there's certain things you can do with scriptures that you can just repeat them to yourself. Like when you're feeling uncertain that God loves you, go to the scripture. My pastor at my church loves to talk about how it changed his life to find the scripture that said, God loves me as much as he loves Jesus. It's in John. I can't remember exactly where it is. It's in the book of John. But he would just repeat it to himself over and over and over again until it sank in. We have to understand that it takes uh, like four to 500 repetitions to create a new neuron in our brain to fire off and be like a habit. But when it's with involved with like action and play, it's like 20 or 30, you know, when you can connect it to an activity. But when you're just looking at scripture and trying to understand how it applies to you, sometimes you just have to sit there and repeat the point that doesn't make sense so that your brain can accept it. And when your brain accepts it, it can sink down into processing in your heart. And once your heart understands and accepts it and purifies your life around it, then you can walk in it. It's always a process that pulls information down from the word into your heart and feelings where you go forward, but that takes time. So just if you can just be patient enough with yourself to focus on understanding the promises of God and trusting him, then you're going to be emotionally and, and even physically healthier. We have to talk about the fact right now that your immune system is connected to your, your feeling. If you mm-hmm. feel lethargic, if you feel uh, claustrophobic, if you feel like you're not happy or your anxiety, it can weaken your immune system. It's all connected together. So just being aware that if you can focus on little things that build your trust and faith in God's protection and his support and his blessing in your life, then it can definitely reap into all the areas of your life and your health. Okay, that's good. And in, in this in this chapter also, you talked about the TV. You gave an analogy about the TV and the bunny ears. Yeah. <laughs> Share that with us. Okay. So I probably should have reread this just to put it back in my head. But uh, <laughs> you write your own book and it's like, what did I write? No. Um, so with the TV, I, I just like to emphasize to people that health is four components to me. Uh, you know, a lot of people say mind, body, spirit. I say physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And when you look at like the 80s TVs with the bunny ears and the plugging cords and the dirt turn dial knobs. Uh, I see the whole picture there because for the whole TV to work properly, everything has to be functioning in its proper way. So I see that being plugged into the wall is like being plugged into God, having connection to who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ, um, being able, being connected to the soul and the spirit in us. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like plugging your TV in. Um, physically speaking, if your components break, like if the glass of the screen breaks or the casing cracks or your knob breaks off, then your, your TV isn't going to work as well as it should. Right. So that's your physical health. We still have to maintain that for the TV to work properly. And then for your like mental and emotional health, we have to have all these, like the ability to dial tune and turn into the different channels and, Um, We we have the choices there. We can pick what channel we're watching, right? We can decide that we don't want to be in a bad mood today and we're going to find a way to be in a better one. We can choose the channel of what we're putting out to the world and what we're receiving. 
And then when you talk about spiritual health, we've got these bunny ear antennas on the 80s TVs that are collecting your signal. You know, we don't have something quite so visual in the digital age. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they had these bunny ears collecting your antenna signal and it had to be tuned in properly. You know, you're, you're, when you're not connected properly to God, your channel gets fuzzy, right? So we had to have the bunny ears in the right position, you know, collecting the right information and connection to God. I like to also make the parallel that kind of like a musical instrument. Have, have you ever had to tune a musical instrument before? I have. Um, so there's like a really centered frequency that is exactly where the pitch is supposed to sit. And then you can be flat or you can be sharp. And there, there's, so there's the centered sweet spot and then there's being close, but not quite there. That's the same way I see needing to get your channel not being fuzzy anymore. Like God kind of placed on me, like we should be trying our best to be in the centered sweet spot. Not necessarily meaning we're perfect all the time, but that we're in the sweet spot of where God wants us to be in this moment going forward in each step so that he can continue to guide us to the next step and guide us to the next step doing what he's asking us to do right now. We don't have to think too far ahead. We don't have to look too far behind. We just need to stay where he's asking us to be in the moment. And again, trust that he's taking us where he wants us to go. That's good. And and then that, after I said no, I, the answer was really yes. Because I remember I was taking um, piano, um, not piano, a guitar lessons. Oh, okay. And so therefore, when my pitch won't write, ooh. But when that it was. That's kind of funny, doesn't it? Yeah, when it was, <laughs> he was like, girl, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, so you you are that that's a that's that's real good. That's real good. Now you also talked about um, and I think this is important because I know as I talk to people, people don't often talk about God moving supernaturally in their lives. Mm, yeah. And you talk about how God has moved supernaturally in your life, and you gave um, some examples. So share with us at least one of those examples and how you know that it was, it, it had to be God. It could be nobody else. <laughs> okay. Oh, how do I pick one? Okay. I'll pick one. Um, my, my salvation moment when I really started seeking answers, there was a period in time in my life where I was in the new age movement. I had lost, I had gone through this phase where seven different people passed away in a two year span, it's like once every three months, like clockwork, somebody mm. passed away and three of them were suicides. Mm. One of them in particular, who was like, I would have married him if I had made a different decision at the time. You know what I mean? I, I love this guy. He was amazing. And I, I just decided he was at a hard time in life and he needed to come out of it, before, you know, um, but second chances like that don't happen. So I was uh, going through a lot of emotional processing. And at the time I believed that the God of the Bible was real because I had had some other experiences validating like angels were real and stuff, but I wasn't looking through the lens and the filter of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening was I wrote this book from like a sort of blended new age, biblical, weird interpretation of scripture, the way I was seeing the world, it was skewed. And my boyfriend at the time said, hey, I don't quite agree with everything you're saying here. He wasn't a practicing Christian, but when he was confronted with, is this biblical? He was like, no, I don't agree with that. So I pulled it from publication. I was going through this reflection period of trying to decide what I wanted to do about it because I really just wanted to help people with what I wrote. And so I got to this point where I was like, I just have to know. 
not 98, not 99.9%. I was 100% wholeheartedly seeking Christ. I had to know the truth because I knew that in the New Age movement, they said Jesus was an ascended master. I knew that in Muslim faith, they believed that he was just a prophet. Uh, I knew that Christians believe he's the son of God and part of the Trinity. And I'm like, who is he? There's, there's atheists who believe it's just mythology. You know, so I'm like, who is he? Who is he really? You know, all these different views were conflicting. And, but I knew, I just knew deep down that if I knew who he was, then all the other answers would make sense and I could go forward better. And I came to the Lord crying out, Lord, I just need the truth. Tell me the truth. You know how the Bible tells us we need to be seekers of truth, you know? Um, so I was, I was seeking it out and I had this encounter. I fell asleep for an hour, but during this hour, I had this more real than real more. Like when I woke up out of this, I felt like I, the world we're in now was more fake than where I had just been. So I had this dream where I was in this white room and in front of me was what I believe they saw at the transfiguration on the mount. It was person shaped so I could see a torso, a head, arms, legs, but I couldn't see definition like face details or anything like that. And just the brightest light that I've ever seen coming off of it to the point where I had to cover my eyes because it was blinding me. And there was a sound in the room, like the sheer power coming off of this was just loud, kind of like being at a rock concert. I didn't feel like I had to cover my ears, but it was really loud. And then the real thing that convicted me was in my heart, being in the presence of this, this experience, this being, this being wasn't talking. So it's not like they said, I am God, you know, but being in the presence was I have never felt love more pure and more overwhelming in my whole life. I felt like if I had spent even a second more in that place, in that presence, my heart would have burst. If I had ripped my heart out of my chest, I would see what love is. That's what standing in front of this was like. And not just the feeling of love, but purity. Like it was the pure comprehension of love, divine love beyond what I comprehended a person could feel. And then going forward from this experience, I would wake up in the middle of the night being taught things out of scripture. I'd wake up at that point where, you know, like if somebody's explaining something to you and you say like, oh, so what you're saying is, and you repeat it back, I would wake up for months on end at that point where somebody just explained something to me and I'm like, oh, okay. And every time I kept going back and finding it validated in scripture to a point where I realized that I had been encountered by the Lord and there was nothing and nobody else it could be because it healed my life. It healed mm -hmm. the pain I felt from that suicide loss. It, it healed me and made me complete in a way I didn't know it was possible. And that is who I was calling out to. That is who guided and directed me. That's where I found all of the answers was in the scripture. And there is not a shadow of doubt in my mind that all of it was my salvation moment. But it took some time to process, right? That you don't just see that and say, oh, okay, I know all these things now. You know, it definitely took some processing. Amen. Amen. Boy, this is good. You know our time is about <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, so this is good. This is good. And I look forward to, um, I did the, the chapter 13. So I do look forward okay. to going through, through the entire um, book. And definitely, um, listeners, um, I recommend uh, this as a great um, study tool for you, for your family, for your for your church. 
um, and possibly even for your um, schools. Um, there are a lot of faith-based schools that have some great topics, and this would be another good book to put on the shelf. Jolena, as we end, I just want you to um, share a final encouragement with everyone. I like to tell people that there are only four points you really need to take away when I do talks. God is real, you are loved, you are not alone, and there is hope. If you can understand and wrap your head around those just four short, simple sentences, that's that will get you through every day for the rest of your life. God is real, you are loved, you are not alone, and there is hope. And I guarantee, based on everything that I've experienced in my encounters with the Lord, that is beyond true, beyond any level of comprehension you may have right now. Uh, and I know that in times like this, that can be really hard to wrap your head around, to feel hope in a time that feels stressful, or mm -hmm. you know, like you may have nowhere to turn. You can always turn to God. And one of the things when I was praying about how stressed I am in this time, in this situation, God said, to me, and this may be a little heavy, but uh, he explained to me that the only moral thing for him to do since he gave us free will is to allow us to choose what power structure we want over us, him or the world. And he will be responsible to the people who choose him. And so if you just choose him as your power structure, as the one that you will respond, be responsible to, as the one that you will come to, as the one you will trust, he will take care of you period. That's what every promise in the Bible says. You trust him, you come to him, you love him, he does the same for you. So choose him as your power structure, even if it's confusing, reach out to people who can answer your questions, pray, 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 and he will answer, I promise. Amen. Amen. And listen, um, go to Amazon and get a copy of Jolena's book titled Perfect Love, A Hero's Journey. And take a look at these 17 steps. Take the time to study. Take the time to build up your faith the more. Jolena, I want to thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this so much. As we close, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe on your favorite platform so you will receive notifications for this show. Share a comment and give a five-star rating. Join the mailing list at drannettewestministries.org. And while there, check out what's going on in our world. Also, purchase a copy of Dr. West's newest book, Holistic Wellness, Mind, Body, Spirit on Dr. Annette West Ministries.org and Amazon. Don't forget to follow Dr. West on social media. Mm. <laughs>